Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Mind Your Business. And I'm sure we all know by now how Singapore is pushing ahead with Changi T5. We've got a toss port on the way, a new town in Pai Labor. Just some of the things that were outlined by our Prime Minister Lee Sien Lung in his National Day Rally speech. Now, our next conversation is especially relevant because it's the construction industry that's witnessing pre-pandemic demand, but with uh, risks at a high with factors such as high commodity prices, labor shortage, all this in play, right? Furthermore, we've got digitalization in the industry pointing towards not only due to COVID-19, pointing upwards not only due to COVID-19, but the question is, can the construction industry really embrace digitalization as an enabling pillar? Interesting. How can this sector also contribute to the nation's transformation journey where digitalization is concerned as a whole? Let's find out more. Right now, on the line with me is Nicholas Mangan, who is Vice President of Architecture, Engineering and Construction, or AEC, at Autodesk. Good morning, Nicholas. Yes. Hi, good morning. How are you? Very good, sir. And thanks for helping me out with this. I suppose to start us off, let's try and understand Autodesk a little bit more. It's a multinational software corporation that makes software products and services for architecture, engineering, construction, manufacturing, media, education, and entertainment industries. That's really wide-ranging. Tell us more. Yes. Uh, so we are a U.S.-based company, so the headquarters is in San Francisco, and we have millions of people using our software. So what's common between the manufacturing, the construction, and the media entertainment world is that each of these industries is building 3D models to use for their own industries. So 3D models for media and entertainment to make movies, uh, like Spider-Man or any of these uh, movies, if you want, you know, special effects, manufacturing, if you make machines or cars or planes. And finally, the construction industry where you can simulate digitally the process of construction, if you will, on a computer before you do it on a job site. So everything is based on a 3D technology. Mm. You talked about using this in the construction industry, simulation, 3D modeling in that sense. How does it help? I mean, is it really a case of saving time? What else do we save here? Yeah, so um, so I think one of the topics is uh, decarbonization, I think. And uh, today, architects and engineers, when they design a building, for instance, it could be an airport, it could be uh, you know any kind of, of building. It could be also a bridge, by the way. Typically, um, they would explore, you know, a couple of options, you know, for the projects. And, you know, you mentioned there's a lot of demand, so they need to go fast. And they cannot really explore you know, a lot of options. Now, if you can simulate all of these things digitally, the computer can automate a lot of these calculations. And instead of doing a handful of options, you can do millions of them. So um, by doing that, you can optimize, you know, a future uh, carbon emission, for instance. You can mm-hmm. have better, uh, you know, buildings that perform better. So that's one of the key benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, you mentioned time, uh, labor, etc. So today there's a lot of waste in, in the construction process because you find the problems basically 
you know, when you get to build them, it's, it's really hard to understand before you build, you know, the complexity of, of what you do. So if you do it on the computer, you will save also a lot of waste if that makes sense. Mm, it really helps, especially with uh, our own nation's narrative to push for, to become a smart nation. Nicholas, you know, with regard to COVID-19 and the construction sector, it's been well documented that the problems have been supply chain issues and manpower. Now that we are trying to get out post-pandemic, how have these challenges evolved? What are the current day issues that the construction sector is facing? Yeah, so it's, it's several of them. So, so first, uh, there is an uh, unprecedented demand uh, for projects, and it's based on population growth, of course, uh, especially in the uh, ASEAN region. Um, there's a population demographic shift. People are moving in and out of cities, so that's another driver. And then there are things like uh, natural disasters, you know, fires and flooding, you know, you know, we need to, you know, rebuild or we need to protect the existing environment. Uh, there are also things around sustainability and, you know, Singapore is, is leading the charge where we need to retrofit millions of buildings so they are more efficient. And, and finally, um, around COVID, we reconfigured a lot of the spaces. So that created a lot of demand and it's unprecedented. Our customers are telling us, uh, architects, engineers, and contractors, that there's more work than ever before. So that's on the demand side. Now, on uh, the execution side and, and realizing these projects, there are a few things. So, um, you know, labor shortage, that's uh, one of them. The construction industry, you know, has a reputation of being low-tech, so it's hard to attract, yeah. you know, and retain, you know, talent. I think uh, material, you know, supply chain is another challenge. And then the the one uh, that's also an opportunity, but uh, still a challenge, it's people are still working remotely in many cases. So um, when you design something, it's a collaborative process. So you need to work together as a team. So, you know, you need the, the Zoom or you need these new tools, you know, in the cloud to enable these teams to work differently. So the way we work has changed uh, dramatically. So these are, are some, I would say, of the cha- challenges uh, post-COVID. Yeah, and we've really seen how post-COVID, the solution or the cure seems to always be tech. I mean, an industry like the shipping industry that's long been so pen and paper, it's finally embraced tech in a big way. How has the construction industry embraced is it a case of attitude or just implementation like more companies need to have the kind of tech that we've been talking about yeah so so the tech is available there are many companies that provide technology today autodesk being uh, one of them um so, so first you know the, the demand is you know so high that people need to stop and try to implement new technology right so there's a process change you know in some ways uh, using tech and um, there are really two, two types of, of things because for a lot of these companies, it's innovation. And in some cases, we see more incremental innovation. So um, our customers would take, you know, one piece of tech, if you will, and we'll do an incremental improvement uh, that will drive productivity and, and provide a lot of benefits. But it's, you know, solving, you know, more tactically some problems. And it's a great thing. And we need a lot of that. And then there are more uh, transformational uh, improvements, uh, process changes. And you mentioned digitalization, so it's one of them. 
and it's um, it's still fragmented. You, you know, some countries do more than others, uh, but there's um, there's a good awareness that it needs to happen. In, in general, the, the building industry or the construction industry is a slow-moving industry, mm-hmm. and it's one still of the least digitized industry in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in general, just um, uh, fishing and hunting is lower, you know, uh, uh, so nothing to be too proud <laughs> about, but it's, uh, but it's growing fast. It's been growing fast, uh, especially with COVID, uh, because people didn't have a choice. They had to you know, collaborate, you know, through the cloud. They had to share information faster. They had to organize themselves a lot more on the job site. Mm, imagine if the annual fishing campaign was digitalized. I wonder how that would look like. <laughs> but another problem or another big thing that uh, the construction industry has to embrace is this idea of sustainability, right? I mean, we talked earlier about how the 3D mapping does go a long way into that. Technology, is that the answer here? And in what ways is the construction industry looking at, you know, addressing the issue of sustainability? Yeah, so actually, believe it or not, but the higher producer of carbon emission is really the built environment. So mm. um, about 30% of carbon emission comes from buildings. You know, heating and cooling uh, is about um, 30%. And then the rest is also the process of construction uh, because you need to uh, transport materials. You need to, to make the materials, mm. right? You need to produce cement and, and things like that. So. So, so first, the, the built environment is the largest producer of carbon. Uh, so that's where we need to, to really work. So um, I, I would say a few things. Uh, if you can digitally you know, design, simulate, explore the best possible performing design, uh, that's going to have a big impact on the current, uh, on the new, sorry, on the new, on the new projects, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a big opportunity. And today we build tens of thousands of buildings every day. So we deliver tens of thousands of buildings. So by using digital technology, you can do that. You can understand exactly for the entire life cycle of a building, how much heating and cooling will be uh, necessary in Singapore. So uh, in, in a specific neighborhood based on um, sun exposure, etc. But there's also the existing environment. And here we are talking about tens of millions of buildings in the world. And today, um, we need to better understand how they perform. So we can actually scan a lot of these assets, uh, millions of them, and create a digital twin of the existing built environment. And a digital twin, it's a replica of the physical model. It's just digital. And then if you start connecting all kinds of things like sensors, uh, so you understand the behavior of people. Mm. You understand, um, you know, the performance. Sometimes you have, you know, floors of buildings with nobody in it. Uh, but then you you have a lot of cooling. So maybe there's an opportunity to reduce air conditioning, uh, mm. for instance. Mm. So understanding digitally how things work, you know, will help to make an improvement, uh, certainly. Yeah, sometimes you wish you could sort of reset, especially with the technology we have now. Take, for example, the pile of a new town that they're building. Because there's an existing runway there, the potential for buildings to be facing towards the sea in the right wind direction, that goes a long way in cooling the building naturally. Yes, yes, exactly. Actually, um, our software 
what, what they do, you can um, calculate every second of every minute of every hour of every day mm. in terms of how much energy they consume. And then you can rotate, you know, the building, you know, degree by degree. So maybe if you turn the building, you know, six degrees or oh, 12 wow. degrees or whatever number, you know, you will have the exact most optimal way of uh, of producing carbon um, or reducing carbon, actually. So we, and it's millions and millions and millions of uh, options for, for the building. And then you can also iterate, you know, different types of windows and insulations and roof types and things like that. So suddenly you can really optimize, um, you know, the assets that you are designing. Does Autodesk themselves have net zero goals? Yes, we actually achieved uh, net zero goals uh, as a company. So I think we are, uh, you know, one of the early companies. And there are a few things that that we are doing. It's certainly our our behavior. We are uh, very digital in in nature. So we... um, you know, we so first we track and calculate. You know, the the carbon of uh, of the fifteen thousand of us. Uh, so that's number one. So we we have um, we influence our customers. So a lot of the things we are talking about, we you know, we influence millions of of customers around the world. You know, to to do the same thing, and we have dedicated programs as well. You know, internally. Uh, you know, to help associations, et cetera. So we achieved uh, last year, uh, if I remember correctly, a net zero. Nicholas, just a final question. You guys are doing some fantastic work. How else can Autodesk, what kind of plans are in play to help the construction sector embrace tech even more in the near future? Yeah, so so there are a lot of things that we are doing. Um, One of them specifically in Singapore, we are partnering with a, um, a BCA, so a Building and Construction Authority. Mm-hmm. BCA is the, is the most sophisticated, I would say, government organization around construction in the world. Uh, BCA is a thought leader and has uh, major plans for the built environment. So we are, we are partnering with the BCA to, to help Singapore, for sure, and building specific technologies with them. Uh, to support um, the, the requirements of the market. But we are also learning, you know, from BCA as well, so we can also spread the, the good words, you know, outside of Singapore in other regions so they can, uh, they can have an impact as well. So I think that the partnership of, you know, public, you know, private sectors uh, with the technology companies like Autodesk, but many others, because we are not the only company, uh, making software, I think, will will have a great impact. And we have to do it, right? I mean, yeah. it's, uh, you know, the world is crazy. You know, some people have too much water, some people not enough. I mean, it's it's pretty insane right now. So we have a responsibility to, to make an impact. I've been speaking with Nicholas Mangan, who is the Vice President of Architecture, Engineering and Construction at Autodesk. Nicholas, I appreciate your time this morning. You take care and have a great day. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.